Hello, this is the Happy Valley Podcast, including Blake, Andrew, and Nick. And we're going to cover such things as today, Dee looks at a paper, Nick drinks from a bottle, and Blake stares at a screen. All right, so first on the agenda, we're going to be on this day in history, February 4th. What happened, Dee? In 1789, the first electoral college chooses George Washington as president and John Adams as vice president. And in uh, 1945, the three greatest leaders of the three greatest countries met at the Yalta meeting place off the coast of Ukraine to discuss the fall of the Nazis. Nick, who are those three leaders? That would be uh, Stalin, Churchill, and Roosevelt, I believe. Nice. Okay, now we're going to discuss one more that's a little bit more, needs more explanation, okay? So 1980, which was it, 85, U.S. President Ronald Reagan defense budget called for tripling the expenditure on Star Wars research program. Let me tell you a little bit about that because it's not a Death Star. It actually happens to be where Ronald Reagan wanted to weaponize by nuclear missiles satellites that he sent up into space to protect himself from the Soviet Union. Something we're going to expand about later when we come to history. What I'm going to be discussing is the Cold War and a little bit about it. And I'm pretty sure Ronald Reagan was a Jedi. Okay, well, so. he did have a week-long funeral. <laughs> okay. I, don't even, I don't even think Jesus got one that uh, it was three days. Well, you can't have a week-long funeral when you come back three days later. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with current events. Okay, the first one that I'm going to discuss is the Nunes memo, something that's actually currently happening, something that's been brought to the attention of the people probably in the last three or four days. And I'm obviously out of touch because I have no idea what this is. The Nunes memo, it's a memo discussing the reason why something like the Russia and Trump collusion came to light, why they started an investigation. And the reasons are technically explaining that it's it, it's it's false false documentation that otherwise leads to an investigation that technically is built upon false reasons. Dee, would you like to elaborate? Well, um, it may have relied on politically motivated questionable sources to say whether it's false or true is... Um, beyond our knowledge because it's mostly classified information and that's why a lot of people kind of have a hard time um, reading and understanding this because uh, they had to cut out a lot of information and make it very narrow because most of it was classified. Um, I think I agree with the decision to not declassify the information to kind of elaborate on the memo. In my opinion, I think the memo was really uh, necessary in the first place. I mean, you have Republican-led agencies, a Republican-led FBI, a Republican-led Department of Justice, and a Republican-led White House, which are all extensions off of the uh, executive branch of government. And these people were appointed by our commander-in-chief, but now they're quarreling with each other. It just just makes me think that we're we're in a state that uh, is really confusing to most people. Okay, so a lot of that was a fair jab. However, in the same circumstances, I think that transparency in the government is very important. I think that it's very fair to say that it may not been necessary, but if that was extra information to allow people to have an opinion on the matter, I think it's necessary. I think right now, even though I have to state I am not a Trump supporter per se, I do have to say that he's being treated a little unfairly. So even though I'm voicing the same opinion that is being voiced by our commander-in-chief that a lot of us do not agree with. I have to say that I have to agree with him somewhat on that same circumstance. I don't think he's colluding with Russia. I think that Clinton's probably colluding a little bit more. But I'm not going into too much detail. Pass it on to Nick. What's up? What's your current event? Well, oh, my current event. Well, I had a thought. Well, please, yeah, 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 no problem. Well, please, please. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but I know that just by my upbringing and being an '80s baby like you guys, uh, I don't trust the Ruskies. Um, so that whole thing trips me out a little bit. Love it. Trips me out a little bit that they, uh, you know, were so close with people that we were so afraid of so much of our lives growing up. So to be like them being our best buddies now is kind of kind of tripping me out a little bit. But you know, maybe twenty years down the road, you know, your guys' kids will be, you know, friends with the North Koreans. Who knows? Hey, you know what's funny about that? We're literally going to come back into this with the Cold War segment that we're going to be doing in a little bit. So I love that you say that because it kind of blows my own opinion out of the water. Before we move on to the next one, I do just want to say that uh, 
it definitely is more likely that Clinton is colluding. I don't want to say with Russia. I don't think she has the uh, relationship ties enough with Putin in order to do so. However, we know Saudi Arabia um, and other places similar to that are definitely in cahoots. And uh, I can't say definitely, actually. It's more of a conspiracy. But um, it was a choice between a lesser of two evils. Either way, we were getting screwed. At least this way, we get some entertainment out of it. That's true. That's a good point. It's an excellent point. Okay, so I think that I had to make fun of Nick for a little bit. Nick is part of the Me Too movement, apparently. And he's going to embellish on that a little bit. <laughs> I am. I am, indeed. Uh, no, I'm not part of the movement. Unfortunately, I do not have contacts to uh, accuse somebody in Hollywood of molesting me so I can get a big cash payout. That'd be nice. I don't have that. Um, <laughs> But I do Go think after it's, Tom Cruise. I think it's very interesting. Scientology can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I escaped. I escaped. I'm okay now. <laughs> um, no, I think that uh, it's just crazy to me that you know one person just decides to start speaking out about it, and now we have dozens and dozens and dozens of of women that, uh, and even a couple men that have apparently been sexually assaulted or harassed in in a workplace that you know supposed to be professional and paid a lot of money and it's it's just crazy that it got away with it for so long and it just took one voice and i guess that's really all it takes you know to kind of get everybody to start talking one person everybody else was scared and that one girl just talked it's pretty crazy to me that i don't know it just seems it just seems weird like now you're hearing sports stars and rappers and just apparently Hollywood is just one filthy, rapey place that you really don't want to go to. I shouldn't laugh at that. Can I, can, I, can I take the next one on this one, D? You mind? Uh, same subject. No, same subject. Okay. I want to yeah, take ahead. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, no, definitely. Okay. I appreciate what you're saying. Definitely appreciate it, and I can understand what you're saying. One thing I do not understand is, is this a new problem? And I'm asking that metaphorically. Is this a new problem? I would I guess think, no. I don't think no, it's new. It's I think it's new. just being come to so life. So my question is, why hasn't there been strong women actresses that have come out about this much sooner? Because we're assuming in that statement that I just said that it's women that are getting more sexually abused. It's both parties. But let me just say strong women that are otherwise being sexually abused. I, I'd like to know. Well, why is this now an issue? Is it because it's popular? Personally, I think that there's somewhat of something to do with that. And for me personally, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. For the rest of the people that really should have been speaking up from the beginning. I mean, we have several very I, famous I, I, people. I, I agree with that because I, I think that maybe even some some of the, you know, some people in that industry in certain circumstances might have maybe been, 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 Jolie. been promiscuous just to get a role. And then now that it's like, oh, well, he raped me. Well, now I can jump on the bandwagon and, and say that I was raped, you know. I, I want to address on a couple of those issues. One, I think there, if there is any that are just jumping onto a bandwagon, it's got to be a very small portion. Um, I, I really would like I disagree the with that. media. That's quite a bit now. Me Too movements literally become a movement. No, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is that the, the the level of people just jumping on as false accusations they weren't. So the, they want to get into the the, the well, maybe not even false, maybe totally hundred percent accurate, but it's also now cool to say so. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, and that, that's another thing I wanted to touch on was I'd like to really remove the gender roles that have been assigned to this movement that it's a, a man versus woman thing. What it is is it's a position of power. Someone's mm -hmm. abusing that's their true. position of power. Yeah. To, yeah. And, and I think another reason why it wasn't spoke up so early or you know, so soon was because they were uh, threatened under the guide of I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to work in Hollywood anymore because this guy that controls so much is going to speak to these other guys who probably are doing the same thing. Yeah. And then you're just shut out from the community altogether. This person's trouble. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, I can agree with that statement. I can definitely agree with it. Are we ready to move on? I think we are. Yeah, I think that covers it. Well, as far as our uh, current events, I wanted to cover the Larry Nasser court attack. Um being that I am a somewhat new parent, uh, my daughter is a year old as of last month, um, I couldn't agree more with what he had done. I mean, granted, it probably was wrong, but in the heat of a moment into where you want to give justice, what you believe is justice, to someone who... This guy had three daughters who were abused by this man under the guise of... A protector. Yeah, a medical. Like, he was... He was 
providing them a service, and then he would do these type of things. Someone they're supposed to feel safe. So with, after yeah. this man hears his all three of his daughters testify to what this man did to them, he asked the court, he asked the judge as part of the sentencing to allow him five minutes in a locked room with this guy. Mm-hmm. She said, "I couldn't Love do that." that. By the way. Yeah, Love and that. then he asked for one, and she said no. And immediately after saying no, he said, "Well, then I'm going to have to do something." Basically, I, it was as muffled verbiage. It was muffled verbiage, so I couldn't say what exactly he said. But he charged this man and was tackled by bailiffs and, and policemen and um, the, Larry Nasser was obviously taken away to safety and the part that I'd say probably broke my heart the most is the fact that these girls watched their father get tackled in a courtroom luckily after he came back they didn't hold him in contempt of court he apologized and said how much he respects our judicial system um, but like I said being a new father I couldn't uh, I couldn't have felt more in touch with what he was feeling when charging that I like it. So, I mean, just as a father myself, I'd like to be able to take the next one if that's okay, Nick. Go ahead. Okay, so in my opinion, I believe we should change some things in our judicial system. I believe that if somebody were to sexually abuse somebody that was close to you, dear to you, that there should be some justice. When I say justice, I don't mean somebody goes to jail for vigilante justice. Yeah, and some sort of, I mean, and not in all cases because it's not right for everyone. A guy knows something's wrong. Or a girl, or anybody in that case. And they go ahead and take it upon themselves to be able to go against what they believe is wrong anyways. Well, that father probably should have had that time he asked for. Whether it was one minute, 30 seconds, whatever it was. With nobody stopping him from doing what otherwise he felt was right. Because I swear to God, I, I, if not given the opportunity, I'd probably take the opportunity as well. I completely agree with that, to be honest. I, I myself have no children, but um, I do know that... For a fact, like, if I was one of those bailiffs, I would probably have been fired at this point because I would have delayed my rush towards the father just out of my own biased opinion of the situation, I guess. I would have been more angry, you know? I, I completely I completely agree with both of you guys, and I, I honestly, I feel like he should not have been required to apologize. That is a horrible circumstance for a father to have to watch his three daughters talk about the horrible things that happened to them at the hands of somebody that the family trusted and all that. So his reaction is human and natural and completely understandable for a father. So I think all he should have had to do was be taken out of the court and that had been that. Yeah. I don't think no contempt, no, I, he shouldn't even have had to apologize. No. Has this man apologized? I don't know. I, no, actually the letter that he wrote to the court was basically saying that I'm being falsely charged. And that so he's, de- so he's, so he's, not, he's, he's denying yeah, all of this, the, even though we've got hundreds made, of, you know, dozens of That made the girls. judge um, give a more harsher sentencing. Yeah. This, this guy's never coming out as a free man. He'll die, yeah, but, he'll die in jail. But, nice. Yeah, but he'll go to segregation where he'll be protected. That yeah, I agree yeah. with is the wrong part. He, he needs he to go there be, with the rest of the I models. don't want to intimidate people with like this, this whole entire point. They're going to be physically handled. But the reality is this. I mean, if, if you decide, let's just say some, one person has a problem. They know that they have a problem. They know they like children. They then know that this is an issue because this is wrong. This, this is, is otherwise is... wrong in society. They don't go and try to take care of that properly as an adult. They and I do believe that there should be some consequences beyond the consequences we do by feeding these people for the rest of their lives while they rot away in prison. I think that otherwise they, I mean, their free agency is taken. It's true. But I think that also there should be some other point. That's, that's a fair point. That's like being like, I know I got behind the wheel after drinking, but I'm, I'm still going to get charged with a DUI. I'm still going to get charged with killing somebody while being drunk behind the wheel. But I know I have a problem. I didn't address it, but I can be punished for it. This, this person is not being punished for a problem that they knew was well about. Just, just I want to quickly wrap this up is um, this is a uh, recent common discussion of pedophilia versus child molestation. People who are pedophiles uh, don't act on it. They have the urges but don't do it. Child molesters have actually acted on this. Um, another thing that I think that also should be uh, addressed is <laughs> Nate just walked in on somebody while using Nate just watched it on a female in the bathroom. I did not. I saw nothing. I swear to God. Oh, you turn. But yeah, uh, there is something wrong with the judicial system, and um, I think that um, this is something we'll probably touch on a later podcast. Um, Pedophilia being addressed as a mental health issue, and mental health is something we definitely need to be addressing. That's an excellent point. I like that. So I think that that could possibly handle an entire podcast on its own. Let me go back just for a moment, if I may. We have time. On this day. 
one thing we did not include is that on February 4th, we actually launched our podcast. This is the first hearing and viewing of anybody who's been around to know that otherwise this is the first day we decided to act on our impulses to be able to bring up a podcast of our opinion. So And probably piss off a lot of people. And which is fine. Let me just say it's coincidence <laughs> that this is the same day in history that Facebook launched from a dormitory in Harvard. That's a good point. That's a good point, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> if we can get as rich as him, we would be very First year rich, we're talking. First year rich. Okay, so pop culture. Let's let D take the Take the reins. I like the reins on pop culture. Hey, give me a Um, So, I think since we're going to have a host stepping aside, we're going to let Nick address his pop culture first since mine and Blake's are so related. Something about Greek mythology, I think you were saying? Oh, no, that was history. Oh, no, mine is that. Jack and Ozzy. Jack and Ozzy's World Tour. World Detour. World Detour, I'm sorry. World Detour. Um, I think it's on season three? I'm not sure on the History Channel. It's, it's a pretty interesting show. I've watched it a few times. Not as entertaining as the uh, Osbournes. They don't swear quite as much, and Ozzy is sober, so it's not that much. No one likes a sober Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes Ozzy sober, but um, except for maybe his wife. Didn't she leave him? Yeah, didn't she leave him? That's what Bean said, but I heard they reconciled. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Um, Sorry, continue. Thanks for the beer, D. Appreciate on. it. Oh, God. Um, we got one of our hosts being hella distracted by a Star Wars commercial, I believe. All right, let's get back on track. Anyway. Okay, so pop culture. So it's your anyway, time. No, um, it's a pretty good show. It's entertaining. Um, go all kinds of cool places, see all kinds of cool things. I don't know. That's just something I was interested in talking about. So, Dee. I'm sorry. We're in pop culture. I have to interrupt. This We are watching live right now the first trailer for the Han Solo movie that's coming out this year. And I, if you can't tell from the tone of my voice, I'm fucking giddy in this scrotum right now. Solo. Major Solo Star Wars story. story. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Can we get back on track? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I halted to do mine because ours are related, so I let him go. Yeah, it's true. Mine segues into yours, so yeah. you were first. Here you go. Okay. So, uh, as another thing in pop culture I was uh, listening to and reading the other day, uh, Elon Musk has a company. My hero, by the way. <laughs> the guy's basically uh, a comic book villain. This guy's a millionaire, and or billionaire, I'm guessing. He's not a villain. Elon Musk? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a changing social- the face of our like world. It, it, could, it could be, but so this guy's... Lex, this, so did Lex Luthor. This, this guy is... A, <laughs> This guy is eccentric, okay? Um, I mean, you, you might, if you're an older Elon Musk fan, you might remember from PayPal, um, but he came out later with Tesla, SpaceX, which has been Love making. It. This is Love the it. you were showing me about. It's worth like. Well, so he's 32 right now? Is he 33? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Uh, well, you can look it up anyways, Yumi Tech. Keep, keep, keep on with what you're doing. But yeah, so this guy created Tesla, he created SpaceX, now he's come up with this new company called The Boring Company. Now, Love it. The original, uh, the original concept. Uh, concept of creating the boring company is he wanted to drill uh, somewhat. We'll, we'll just roughly say a mile deep in metro areas, several locations on the outskirts of metro areas, and then Los you'd Angeles be able fire. to you'd be able to um, use multiple levels in this, Whoa, in shit, this tunneling. Well. In this tunneling, and uh, would be able to create uh, underground transportation throughout metro areas at a much, uh, a much reduced cost as to what it is now. He wants to reduce um, the cost by, I think, tenfold, um, and in- increase time frames of travel. I think uh, Blake, you actually mentioned that this was something to do with like a uh, enclosed sled or something, where it would be flying. Um, through these tunnels at, a, at, at what, 160 miles an hour, you said roughly? Something like, Something like that. 120 to 160. Turns out, uh, fact check, he's between 46 and 48. Yeah, I, I believe... He's a little bit older than I thought. I believe yeah. I believe you were telling me, Blake, one time about this very this very topic about his underground tunnels, that it was supposed to get you from, like, Los Angeles into San Diego within, like... This is this is a different one. So he's going to be covering that. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, some things like that did change a little bit. What he's getting at is what they actually did do versus what they had sp- uh, spoken about doing. Oh, yes, the concept do. was the drilling in the underground. Which is a great concept. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit more in- intrigued about their actual product they've come out with. The Boring <laughs> Company Flamethrower. Oh. 
since and I, I just learned this. Do you think it um, means boring like it's boring or it's like boring? I thought into boring. Like I thought you're so boring too. into but the right earth. now we're thinking like it's boring, but it's not. Yeah, it's burning so, holes into shit. So I just found out in researching this project, uh, the ATF will allow you to have a flamethrower as long as it oh, emits yeah. a flame under ten feet. Oh. At nine feet, you're just protecting yourself. At ten feet, you're assaulting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Wow. You'll love it. Um, Don't let my ex-wife know about that one. <laughs> on, on that subject, I do want to say, uh, I'm looking at the site right now, 20,000 flamethrowers sold. Already? Yeah. They're and all he was, Aliens fans, I guarantee it. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Ripley. He was They're all Ripley, Ridley Scott Aliens He was fans. updating real time on Twitter, and I... I if you, any of you all out there have Twitter, go back to Elon Musk's history. Just look through this. 1,000 sold. 4,000 pre-ordered. 15,000 pre-ordered. And now I'm showing uh, 20,000 sold. Um, the Bori Company fire extinguisher. I'm not seeing a price now because I believe the sales are over. They're not selling anymore. I believe they are $500 a piece. The, the, uh, the extinguisher? The flamethrower. No, the flamethrower. $500 a piece. Yeah. That's cheaper than a pistol, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and do you fill that up with regular... Unleaded? It's good. Can you just fill it up with a gas station? It's super unleaded. Tell it. And, and what would you do if you're sitting pumping your gas at the gas station next to your wife and kids, and there's it's this so dude that looks all shaggy and scary looking, is just filling up a tank? Oh, it's for self protection. I'm protecting my family. The backpack. And I may you, burn down my house, but I'm protecting my family. And would you ever need to refill it? <laughs> Well, it has a canister <laughs> on top of it, so I'm assuming it has to be refilled. It looks like almost like one of those Coleman propane tanks. Okay, okay. Let, let's stop this nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's insane. That's awesome. I, I love no, it. Okay, I okay. Love it. just I'm saying, boring company, great. Elon Musk, fucking eccentric, and I love him. And we're, we're going to lead right into the next, uh, that has to do with Elon Musk, Blake. So it's true, as a matter of fact. Now, I don't know if this is just what they would consider as being like, just idea, or if this is going to turn into reality. Elon Musk has proposed an idea to be able to make a magnetic train that can travel much faster. And if I, I don't have estimates in front of me. But from what I understand, it's supposed to travel more than double the speed of a high-speed train in Europe. So I'm thinking like 900 miles an hour, the speed of sound. Now, I'm... I could be totally wrong on this. It's just, just me otherwise stating what I have heard. In any case, this train is magnetically powered so that it doesn't make contact with any or contact with any rails. All it does is it glides from one position to the next, and it's just similar to like one of the tubes you have when you put it in a tube. Uh, you know your your checks and everything in the tube at the bank, and it sucks it up from one area to the next. Well, these magnets are keeping it from touching anything. And the suction from one point to the other will make this train move as quickly as otherwise we're stating. And the idea is to do it in short distances. So we're talking LA to San Francisco. Now, there's not a lot of information on this. It's just speculation. But from what I understand, this is another venture that Elon Musk is actually talking about out loud. Anyways, that'd be great. That would be awesome. I, just to elaborate on that, while you were saying it, I was interested mainly in the speed that we were talking about here. Um, just a, a little light research while you were talking. I was able to pull up a few things. Um, it's called a Hyperloop. Uh, oh, great. And the 700-mile-per-hour subsonic train. Awesome. Yeah, no, so I'm glad there's some actual detail to what I was talking about because I was literally speaking from the hip. Well, Anything else about it? Yeah, well, essentially, Musk calls it a cross between a Concorde, a railgun, and an air hockey table. It's based on the very high-speed Lex Luthor, like I said. <laughs> It's based on the very high-speed transit system proposed in 1972, which combines a magnetic levitation train and a low-pressure transit tube. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I mean, I don't know the uh, the specifics that he has planned out for the uh, the actual routes that he's planned thus far. Um, it will get you from London to Edinburgh, which I'm not from the UK, so I don't know the distance, or LA to San Francisco in under 30 minutes. Which, now, well, I can tell you that's you you both still, it's pretty far. That, yeah, that's, you, you it's both, more than an eight-hour drive. You guys, I was going to say, you Okay, I haven't been in California that much. I've been in San Francisco and I've been in LA, but I've never traveled between the two. We're talking roughly an eight, nine-hour drive. But that's that's uh, estimates that's with traffic. Depending on traffic. Once you hit LA, you can I just say that it's going to take me the same amount of time to drive from where we're at now in Utah County to 
to L.A. as it would be to get from L.A. to San Francisco, roughly. We're get, give or take an hour. It's true. It's close. It's it's approximately yeah. about two or three hour difference. Um, what's a better estimate is the time it takes us to get from Orem, Utah to Salt Lake City, Utah, which you'd have to otherwise look at your Google Maps, would be the same amount of time it would take to get from L.A. to San Francisco. If you look at the distance difference, you'll shit. Yeah, it's about, we're talking 30, 40 minutes. Bad traffic, maybe an hour. You'll shit. And there will be no traffic. Okay, so let's move it on. No more of this craziness. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. We're talking about some history now. Let's do this. I was really intrigued with Nick's, um, what he was implying with Greek mythology. Okay. Please do tell me. <clears throat> well, I've always been fascinated by Greek mythology, all the Greeks, gods, and goddesses, and whatnot. The, one of the most fascinating things I found about uh, the Greek culture was that they had an explanation for everything. Cheese, the man that came up with the idea to make, you know, dairy into cheese, that wasn't his idea. That was given to him by, I believe, Hermes. But like everything, everything, everything in the world that we've, man has come up with, the Greeks had to explain, man did not come up with. It always had to be a god's influence. That was always fascinating to me. And, uh, that's kind of what, what that's all about. It's like cheese, everything. It's good implication. You know, I mean, we can go, we can probably have a whole podcast on that alone. Yeah. That makes sense. So we're just trying this out right now. We're okay, seeing how so, it goes. So recently I've been listening to a couple of different podcasts and what it came up with for my history is the Cold War. It's a very interesting time frame because it literally expands over 40 years. Actually more so if you think about it. I mean, so I don't remember if it was the early 90s, the late 80s. I can't remember D will do a little bit of research for me real quick. D, mm -hmm. will you tell me when the Berlin Wall fell? 88, I want to say. I want to say that too because I'm pretty sure I remember thinking, wow, I was born the year that the Berlin Wall fell. But okay, I so I mean, check. that was technically marking just before the end of the, of the USSR or the Soviet Union. Uh, Soviet Union. Really sorry, right. I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just to segue <laughs> away from the fart is November 1989 is when. Got it, okay. So shortly after that, I believe in the early 90s is when the Soviet Union otherwise came to a fall. The Iron Curtain fell. In any case, it lasted from the early administration of John F. Kennedy in 63, 62, all the way until the early 90s. That was the Cold War. The Cold War included several things. Let me just go ahead and hit some major points of the Cold War. The Cold War was a time where... U.S. and Russia both had two different ideologies. One was capitalism and one was communism. Capitalism was the idea of you create a product, you deliver a product, and you're able to make it available to the masses to be able to create the capital. It's, it, the capital otherwise would, as a matter of fact, I'd like to be able to look this up. Can you look up the definition of capitalism? Yes, right now. Okay, so the idea of capitalism is otherwise the point of you're, you're making a capital for a product that you're creating. And so you make it more efficient which allows you to create more capital. And the more efficient it is, and the more uh, the, the ability that you have to be able to create something like this allows you to become a capitalist or, or, or more rich in the capitalist uh, position. So communism is the sharing of everything. You make a certain amount of food, you make a certain amount of product. Sharing of thoughts even. Sharing of thoughts. I mean, the reality is, is everybody's treated the same, so no matter what, no one's left behind. It's a great system when you think about it like that. But when implied or implemented, the fact is, it, it doesn't really hold water, or more or less, it, it, it wasn't as successful as the Soviet Union believed it to be. Now, will you tell me what that definition is? Capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Okay, and will you look up communism while I continue on? Yeah. So, what I mean by practice is... The USSR otherwise really felt very strongly about this. The Soviet Union believed that this was the way of life and that if it expanded capitalism in any way, shape, or form, there would be a failure, a massive failure amongst the world. So you have one ideology fighting another one, and neither one of them wanted either one of them to be able to continue to expand. So the Cold War raged on because they were limited on what they were able to do. Now, the biggest part of the Cold War, which is very interesting for me, is when they developed the nuclear missile shortly after World War II. The nuclear bomb or the atomic bomb. In any case, that was a game changer in all cases because they had otherwise not just taken into account that they were the strongest, but they were too strong, that they could otherwise end the function of the world. And so they had to otherwise take into account 
how far do we push this? And it was a very, very tenacious time throughout that 40 to 50 years that I was discussing. Because during that entire time, they were trying to one-up one another to be able to prove that their system was right, but could not push it too far. It took a lot of sober men thinking through it so that we didn't end up coming to Armageddon early. That's all I want to say about it, but that's where I was at with it. Just quickly to uh, before, I don't want to interrupt you, Jake. Um, communism is a political theory derived from Karl Marx, who I agree and disagree with, advocating class war and leading to a society in which all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Now, um, before I let you elaborate on what you were going to say, Nick, I do want to say that um, I do have a quote that really hit home to me because I, I was doing a little bit of research into communism, a little bit of research into capitalism, so on and so forth. And the one that came across to me that really hit home was, um, you can't have socialism without capital capitalism, otherwise it becomes communism. And you can't have capitalism without socialism, otherwise it becomes fascism. Interesting. Hmm. I like it. All right, switching gears. Well, no, no hold on now. Um, oh, sorry. Um, my thoughts on the Cold War, I know a little bit about it. I know that it's, the reason why it's called a war is because it's a war between spies. Um, Keep going. Don't get distracted. <laughs> a war, it, was, it was a spy war. Sent people over there. They sent people over here. That whole shebang. Espionage. Espionage. A war of espionage, like my good friend D just pointed out. He's obviously more articulate than me and knew the word that I was thinking of. Um, but I also know that it started, a major thing started, the whole the whole start of it was the uh, the, the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis and the... Uh, that wasn't the start of it, that was... That was well, no, but that was that a big was point. I know that was a big point in it. I know that was a big point in it and uh, that a lot of people differ on who started it and stuff like that, but it, I mean, we got really close right then. I mean, they were right there next to... And it was probably the, the most tenuous point. Yeah. There was right. even actually some discussion of drone planes being wrecked, otherwise blaming on... Um, Colombian sympathist. I, guess, I think it finally got to the phone call between the two world leaders. It was like, do we really want to do this? <laughs> do we really want to blow all of our shit up just because we disagree on this? Do we want to end the world? <laughs> you down? Yeah, like, no, I, not really. Like, Glad really? somebody was sober where they're like, yeah, you know, I don't think so. No. Sir, that's We're probably not a good water. idea. No, this is not a good idea. Well, I'm pretty glad that the Cold War is a perfect segue into my little spiel. It is. Here you go, <laughs> sir. Well, it, it, I was going to cover, I, I a while ago had watched a Netflix series called Oliver Stone's Untold American History, and it really shed light on my eyes of how I was misled by our uh, American... Uh, school system, I guess you'd call it. Oh, yeah. Or education system is what I would We say. won Vietnam. Don't you forget. <laughs> but, um, no, in, in listening about World War II, about how we all believe that we basically won the World War for everyone. Like, we think that we came Which into the war, about? World War II, we Not came into the war, and really late, all of a sudden, way. yeah, oh, yeah, all of a sudden, we're doing good, and it must have been because America joined. Um, I was looking over the stats. Uh, Russia has the biggest casualty uh, rate from World War II. Um, Bigger than the Jews? Yeah. Yeah, Russia Jews lost... Jews in general. I, mean, I, I want to say roughly. I'm not looking at statistics. I want to say roughly 22 million. Right. Well, 22 no, no. Million. It's possible. It's definitely possible. 22 million. Is it? Roughly. Yeah. There was quite a bit of people died in World War II. Russia fought Germany for everyone. They were on the front lines with Germany... Defending Poland. It's true. The biggest people we otherwise interacted with was Japan when we dropped the two atomic bombs. Yeah, and wait, when did we decide to join? Someone when say. we got attacked. Pearl Harbor happened, and all of a sudden we were just like, yeah, now it's time. Like, we, we don't care if other people are getting hurt, but as soon as we get hurt. As soon as, as, soon as shit got real for us, it got real. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Start making um, bombs I mean, and planes. And I, we don't get a sponsor or anything from this, but I do just want to say I recommend watching Oliver Stone's Untold American History. It's a great thing. Even if you just want to fall asleep to it, you get a little bit of knowledge and maybe you'll get that subconscious, you know, you'll yeah. learn some stuff because you're sleeping listening to these kind of facts. It's yeah. a good point. It's an excellent point. No, I love it. I love it. Okay, we're going to go a little bit crazy. We're going to a little bit, a little side dip. Conspiracy theory. This is one of my favorite sections. By I, the way. We can make an entire podcast. Oh, man. Conspiracy theory. I got thousands of love. But there's a couple that I've recently been, you know, listening to. 
dealing with. This is actually a great podcast I listen to. It's Conspiracy Theories done by a, a, another company. Um, it's Parcast. It's the people that do it. By the way, if you ever want to look it up, it's Conspiracy Theories. P-A-R-C-A-S-T? Cast, yeah. Okay. It's great. It's great. I love it. They just barely started. They have two conspiracies out so far. Awesome. But they told me a lot of things I didn't know about something that happened in my life. Princess Diana. So the conspiracies behind Princess Diana start with the real story. The real story happens to be that she was in a car accident in a tunnel in Paris. Chased by paparazzi. Right? Yeah, that's that's the official story. The unofficial story, there are a couple of different ones, but the first one is, is that, I believe, was it Prince Charles? Prince Charles? I heard it was Queen Elizabeth that no, 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 no. organized well, it. She's so, wondering who she, or he's wondering who she was Prince with. Edward and Queen Elizabeth, if I'm not incorrect, and I hope I'm not. Are the two that were married together? So then, Charles, Prince of Wales. Oh yeah, Charles. Prince was the one that was married to Princess Diana. Yes. Yeah. So in any case, he married her, but he was in love with other people. And he married her because she was. Ugly motherfucker, he looks like a bush. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we are not trying to Bro, start a war with you. So many levels. Okay, let's get back on track. They'll so, lose. There was Brexit. They'll lose. Continue. <laughs> All right. In any case. Back on track. So what I was saying is, is that at the point where they were getting a divorce, it was a messy divorce. She was dating other people from other countries and things like that. She well, fell he, in love he, with a couple other people. Um, as a matter of fact, it, it, it referenced one of which was a Muslim fella, which was what they considered to be an issue for the royal family. Which I don't infidels. <laughs> in any case, so it became kind of an issue, and so they were. That was kind of the the last straw. As they were all together, they thought MI6 took place in otherwise being in the tunnel that night as they passed into the tunnel. So as they passed into the tunnel using some technology, a flash or a strobe light, and somebody wrecking into them with a fiat, which is a lot more story to this. Please listen to the podcast of Conspiracy Theory. They are able to illustrate a lot better than me. They believed that it was an orchestrated hit so that she no longer was bringing shame to the royal family. And I do not know much more than that. The reality is, is that's... That's pretty much is it, it's nothing's been proven. It's just conspiracy theory. But it's interesting to be able to hear about things that otherwise are possible to be different than what the official story is. Because the reality is, somebody does have the ability to kind of change the tide of history just by deciding to do something. We have people of power. All right, that was mine. Well, I also I heard that I've heard a couple of things on that. Like I've heard that Princess, basically Princess, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Queen Elizabeth orchestrated that because. She was bringing shame, like you said, but then I, I know that they got divorced because he had an affair, and he, he admitted it, and then... We both were sleeping around. Yeah, you know, that's ha- it happens, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, that's uh, not funny. But um, I've heard that a lot of that stuff, too, and it did seem kind of hushed up real quick. It was like, paparazzi chased her, she got in a car wreck, that's it. Just believe us. Well, the driver it. was supposedly under the influence. Well, and so they said that was something to do with it. But they also said that the way that they obtained that blood sample was a little bit, it was a little bit shady. And the reality is, is that the parents swore up and down he didn't do drugs or illicit, illicit drugs or alcohol. Says Diana had been in a car driven by a man who was drunk and that failing as well, as well as other institutional ones allowed for the tragedy to happen. So what's interesting is that years before, Princess Diana had stated that her husband was planning her execution more or less an accident, something that looked like it was on accident. Now, I don't know where this was pulled from. So yet again, why I say, please go to the experts, just bringing up a possibility. Mm. But the reality is, is at one point that her husband, Prince Charles, was planning her death in a car accident involving something that looked like it was an accident, crashing into something solid. Well, he found something. Well, please continue. <laughs> you, want, you want me to tell you what I found? Yeah. Um, one of the theories is Diana was pregnant. This, according to Muhammad, oh Al-Bahia, yeah, 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 no, pregnant with oh. was the reason for the killing. Yeah, that was the other part I actually did hear. So I'm glad you looked at that. So pregnant, not with Charles's kid, obviously, but one of her new husbands or boyfriends, soon to be husband or fiance. He had proposed technically that night, or according to stories, and it was one because she was pregnant, but also two because they were in love. And being that there would be a royal uh, a royal related to somebody who otherwise didn't, wasn't of royal lineage it would have been a big embarrassment or a problem for the family mm-hmm. anyways that was my conspiracy that's about where I ended it because I, I don't know I, I want to elaborate on this because this is somewhat new to me um, 
I do see the bright flashes and strange vehicles were on the road. Numerous people reported seeing flashes as the car head into the tunnel. Um, flashes that were blamed for the crash itself. Yeah, strobe light. Um, there's a few other ones, sorry. Um, thinking uh, something was wrong with the Mercedes. Um, I, I'm not reading too much into it. I want to say like brakes or something like that, probably. Um, the driver himself intentionally caused the crash. And the paparazzi intentionally caused the crash. As well as um, Diana herself thought that she was going to be killed by the establishment. And this is, I think, what's fed a lot of people to come up with conspiracy theories that she herself, you know, before best, dying, thought this was going to happen. You know, the best thing is about conspiracy theory. People don't have to face the truth because the truth is technically boring. <laughs> and maybe it's not going to be, you know, even accurate. Who knows? That's the fun thing about conspiracy. Pulling a pizza. Whatever. Uh, you guys are going to want to tune in for our later episodes because we have many... Yeah, these guys, two guys are nut jobs, and they think that everything's a conspiracy. And you don't. <laughs> uh, then no, shut up. He's a nut okay. job for another reason. Oh, yeah. I got I got a whole list of other problems. I can't focus on conspiracy theories. All right, well, then let's talk about yours. <laughs> All right, so uh, mine is a little bit it's old. It's a little bit old, but uh, I always... And I always, probably the most rude one out of all. And probably the most offensive one out of all, but you'll get used to that, because I probably will be the most offensive person. On this podcast, if I continue to do it, if they don't fire me after today. Not if I have something to say about it. <laughs> but I, I've heard all kinds of, of, of theories about the, the AIDS epidemic and uh, how it was created by the CIA or the government to eradicate either you know, the drug-using community or the homosexual community or even to go so far anybody the, who aren't old white people or the, or the yeah or the black community <laughs> you know any it is hard Harvey Milk wasn't white right but but um, he was an old he was kind of old I've heard all kinds of things AIDS was a chemical Turn experiment by the CIA that went awry I've heard that American science scientists created AIDS in a laboratory as a weapon to be used in enemies against the United States they began testing it and unexpectedly it spread to all kinds of people in America, and then they were like, oh shit, we gotta cut this down. I've heard all kinds of stuff. You know what, I almost wanna say that it, it's got some relativity because, and I'm not trying to be offensive, even though this might also sound offensive, but Magic Johnson has had HIV that hasn't turned into AIDS for like 25 years, and he has never died. Hey, you know, I'd like He's to He's also a wealthy man, so I don't know if, if, if that plays into it. I don't believe it. I think that that was just something from, you know, people being stupid. But then I've also heard it's from people like some guy in Africa fooled around with a monkey, and that's how he brought it back. But oh, I don't, geez, I don't, here, I don't right. see how that happened either. It was so, eating monkey brains. Okay, so oh, is that what it was? Uh, let me go ahead and put a footnote to this conspiracy because I would love to. In any case, it otherwise stems from a couple of reasons. One possibility is overpopulation of the world. It's a big reason. Probably most valid reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one big thing. We so are the government ever, created it, too. No, no, I'm just I'm saying it's a valid conspiracy. This is possibility number one. Overpopulation is a major one. And in any case, as far as it goes, I mean, that's probably the most logical. We have how many millions of people here? It's, it's a little over 8 million. Oh, it's yeah. 9 million now. Or billion. Billion. It's billion. Billion. My mistake. Yeah. It's way more people that otherwise have been on the earth at any time in history, at least that we know of. And so it's a very big possibility. Now, I would say that this would make sense on that reason alone, let alone all the other reasons he's introduced himself. Anyway, sorry, continue. These are, these, are, these are not all my own opinions. These are just things I've read. I, uh, like, oh, I none of this is our opinion. I just, I, <laughs> I just honestly thought it, it just sounded a little confusing to me that the government would spend so much to... I mean, the most plausible one to me... Is um, that uh, that it was a weapon created by the government? It like you know during the eighties when we were still mad at the Russians and everybody else. It, it, it that's the most plausible. To me. Anyway, that's the most plausible to me is that the government did create it as a weapon and it got out. And uh oh, we better delete all the files on this because we're done. <laughs> I, I don't have too much to put in on to the. Conspiracy, because I haven't done enough research into it, and it's a little too morbid for me to want to elaborate on. So, one thing that I've been excited to hear about because today AIDS makes D to be, uncomfortable. So, today happens to be the, the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots, and this one kind of goes with it. 
So this is a conspiracy that I actually haven't read, I haven't heard of. This is a, a D original here, actually. Um, I was a big football fan growing up. Uh, I like watching it, but I don't follow sure, he's it anymore. Always been a 49ers fan. Though. 49ers all the way. Um, <laughs> I, I I stopped watching it so much. Um, getting more busy with an adult lifestyle. Uh, but uh, I found it a little interesting that immediately after 2001, as you may all remember, we know it as 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots started just winning out of nowhere. Uh, maybe maybe it could be a tone to them getting, say, Tom Brady, a, a player of that magnitude, who I don't like, but I do have to give credit to his ability. I think he was already there, wasn't he? Maybe. But uh, if he was, he's probably second he really, or something. This has like been a how many year career he's still been kicking ass. Yeah. I'm just saying. But <laughs> the only thing that kind of fed my theory a little more salt. about that was the year that Katrina happened, Hurricane Katrina, it hit New Orleans first and devastated New Orleans. Uh, the New Orleans Saints that year, I don't want to say won, but at least went to the Super Bowl. They might not have won. I'll have to look into that. I think they did. Uh, I think they did too. Um, what year was Katrina? 2007? Shit, dude. I'll look it up right now. You want me to? No, uh, we're, we're good. But, um, yeah, that's that's it's, it's a small, personal little conspiracy that I had was that um, the, the, the National Football League is basically in kind of cahoots with, um, I don't want to say the government, but people that want to kind of keep the population docile. If, I mean, keep everything on an even keel. If 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 you know one area of the country is hurt a little bit more, then maybe that area. Two thousand and five, uh, August 29, two thousand five. Sorry. Okay, so we'll go to the two thousand five Super Bowl. Um, but I, I think that they want to let those areas that have been hit more experience a win, a basically. joy, a joy, a little bit of joy. Yeah, because their lives so have been Super miserable. Bowl, a Superdome got totally torn apart, right? <laughs> right. No, it couldn't have been 2005, because 2005 was a replay of this year's Super Bowl, Eagles versus Patriots. Was it? Yeah. So, uh, let's just shit. see. Um, and they didn't do Does that Does that blow apart your conspiracy? No, no, I wanted to see the New Orleans Super Bowl. First conspiracy, man. And it might ruin it. Uh, 2010. They won? Yeah, that blows apart my that part of the conspiracy. Well, it was fun. It was fun, and it was in it was in <laughs> vicinity know, of years. No, no, not vicinity. I want to say it was in the uh, the realm of in order Super to Bowl be, Sunday. Look, I, I got I got I got to tell you honestly. In order for it to be conspiracy, it has to have consistency. I don't know if there's well a whole lot the of Patriots that. starting to win after two thousand one. Like immediately, let's see. Let's look at the first. Wait, but Patriots what was the win. reason behind them winning? Because they didn't get hit with shit because Tom Brady is a cheater the and Patriots. The paint. We don't have an American. We don't have the Americans as a as a team name. The Patriots is the closest to an American team Pro name. Well, why wouldn't the Jets be the one winning? Because the Jets because have nobody to do. likes the Jets. Well, the Jets have nothing to do with like America. <laughs> okay, Patriots, okay. You're American. I get what you're saying. I understand. That's the only consistency think, in your entire conspiracy. No, no, they gave one to the Giants too. So all right, and all right, the hold Giants on. never win. Hold up. All right, this is crazy talk now. All right, let's move on. You, ready? Yeah, you guys ready to move? Uh, I just want to no say, disrespect. I just want to say the first Patriots Super Bowl ever win, two thousand two. Cool. Which would be the February following nine eleven. You're grasping at straws with that one, bro. I told you I came up with it myself. This isn't something I heard. It's not <laughs> researched. You're right. I was just like, that's coincidence. <laughs> two thousand one. We get attacked. No disrespect. We're all, we're yeah, all patriotic, and then for ten years after that, the Patriots win. The no, Super I get Bowl. it. I get it. I'm with you. I, I understand. I get it. It now, was Nick, dumb, but it was original. Nick, I'm Tom give, Brady, by the way. Nick <laughs> and his wife. What, what? Dude, you know he has a, a son that's suffering from cancer right now. Oh well, I that's now I feel bad. I hope the best for Tom Brady's son. Yeah, I'm sorry, boy, but I hate you, Dad. Oh my god. <laughs> you can edit that part out. Oh my god. No, we can't. <laughs> we're like two 12 packs in. I just want to put that Yeah, in. no, we're, we're rolling forward. It's we're steaming forward. Full <laughs> steam ahead. This is where we're at now, okay? Guys? Iceberg. <laughs> yeah, we we hit it already. <laughs> the Titanic. We're sinking. We've we're broken run, half. We're running out of lifeboats at this point. By the way, we're going to do rants. I have one, you have one. Nick, what's your rant? Do you uh, have a rant? Uh, do you care the, about anything? No. No, okay, well then we're... I'm dead inside. <laughs> Alright, well then that's fine. Be dead, be quiet. D, let's just start with your rant. 
my, my rant. Oh, God. You know what it. really grinds my gears? The double <laughs> standard with fucking women, man. <laughs> Whoa! Do we want to get into this, bro? Yeah, you guys I, are both married. I used, no, no, I, no, no, I'm talking about being as deep as we are. Are you sure you want to get into I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not. I, I was a feminist. Until that doesn't make. Well, you are a feminist to an extent, but not I, what I, I'm, I'm a real. I'm a real feminist. Not I'm what it's not, become. I'm a modern feminist. Yeah, I'm a real it. feminist. Fair enough. I agree. I with believe that one. in equal pay. I believe. But put on in... some lipstick. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like it's... the '70s. Like no. that's how '70s yes. women were. It's falling apart. Come on, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to dive into the whole feminism thing. Double standards. I'm talking about. You have two more segments to get through. That's it. How many? Oh. <laughs> two more segments, guys. How many? Two more. How many? How many cases are there of successful women paying uh, ex-husbands alimony? Can I intervene a little bit? Hmm. Bill Burr does the sex only. Yeah. What he otherwise imagined was well. Okay, listen. I know you shouldn't hit a girl, but is there no reason in the world why you? Couldn't possibly hit a girl over something. I could give you 17 off the top of my head. Right off now. the top of your head, drunk. <laughs> Actually, yeah, somewhat woozy. Yeah, um, when you're drunk, you come home. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you come home early one day from work. You find your wife screwing your neighbor, and then all of a sudden Here's she Brady. divorces you, and you have to pay her fucking house payment. I think you can nullify alimony if you caught her with a neighbor. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Is that how it works? No. She could say that you, you, you drove two were her together. In the arms of Listen, man. the idea is you were together with her and then you split up. That's all that matters in that entire case. Now, I may be wrong, and please, people, comment. Very important. Please comment. We want to hear it. I may not read all of them. I might tell you to go we'll address yourself. your comments if we find them. If not, I'm going to delete it. I'm going to laugh. We're not going <laughs> to read all of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> Actually, the first couple episodes, we'll probably be able to read all of them because there'll be like three total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's it's going to be good. <laughs> and we know all three of you, too, so it'll work out. Depending <laughs> on where you live. Yeah. We'll be able to call you. No, but I'm just, I'm just, there's so many double standards that it's like, yeah. they, they say they, you know, want equal, but it's like, what? where's the men's night? They have ladies' night. Where's the well, here's a good, uh, that's an excellent point. Here's a good one. Um, why is it that, and this is Utah primarily, why is it that in most cases, and this is statistically true, if uh-huh. you want to go and look at the statistics in Utah, whenever a, a mother and father get divorced, majority of the time the mother gets the primary custody. Uh, custody. Whether the dad was a great dad and didn't have any problems at all, I mean, I'm not for giving you know custody to a father that's a deadbeat dad, but I know you'll find the case, more so than not, where the dad is not a deadbeat dad, but more of the woman was more successful at smearing the man's position. Now, that's just one. Um, just to weigh in on that real quick, uh, I before I make my comment, I want to say is if me and my wife ever separated, um, I would fight tooth and nail for custody of my child. And you may lose. However, I do want to say that I believe the station behind that statistic is because women are more likely to balance work and home and that is where the idea of the wage gap comes from and that turns into an entire different conversation but, the reality is but, the fairness well, between the two a woman is more likely Jeez. to i'm gonna have to edit that out thanks <laughs> a woman is more likely to uh balance uh, a work and home um than a man is but this statistic that a woman does that is in a uh, Child support situation. No, no, is no. is in a is no, he's, in a he's about to say it. is in a uh, situation him, where the, the, the the woman and the man are still together. There's no statistics that say a man is more likely to not or to um, balance work and home when he's a single parent. There hasn't been that many studies on single it, parents. If I may embellish a little bit on this, yeah. What he's saying is the difference between the pay gap isn't necessarily that women are getting paid less than men because they're less valued. It's because of otherwise for one. There is a period in time, and this isn't all people, so I definitely want to make the, the division on this one. So the circumstances are this. There are women that want to take a pause in their career to be able to have family. Yeah. And since they're the ones that otherwise are the bearer of children, unfortunately so for some, um, the circumstances is this. They, they take a break. They don't spend as much time at work as a man does who feels like he has to support for his family. Mm-hmm. It's not that a man is better or a woman is worse. But that, the circumstances... Oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. So the circumstances are of this is that a, a man is at work to be able to support his family involving a woman who decided to be at home with the family to be able to support all of them. So he's there 
longer hours, staying there after hours, more dependable that he has to come back tomorrow because he needs to be able to make this income to be able to take care of his family, as opposed to a, a woman who potentially, potentially, could be in a relationship with a man already, this same sort of, you know, crossroad, mm-hmm. and then decides to leave her job at a certain point to have a family because that's something she wants to be able to do, and then comes back to a job so she's not as consistent, probably doesn't work as many hours, and the circumstances are that they're not as dependable. Mm-hmm. Now, that has nothing to do with her being a woman or him being a man. Yeah. It's just statistically possible. But that I think those statistics come from just society branding it that way because a, wo- a woman I disagree with that one. I, I just mean that a woman just naturally is assumed to be the character. How many strong women do you know in your life? Your mother uh, being one of them. Uh, that's, yeah, my sister. No, no, actually my mother has pretty much it. Um, <laughs> but what, saying, I, what, I meant, my, what I meant was... As much as I to say, you, you, your ex-wife was a Strong, independent one. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but, so, but my, I don't yeah, know about your opinion about the How did that work out for me? Um, no, what I <laughs> what I so meant why are you was, making a defense? No, I, what I, my, my point is, is that can a man socially just decide, like, my wife makes more, can I be the stay-at-home Can they? Yeah, they should. Yes, yeah. but but aren't, wouldn't you feel emasculated? No, not me. I that's, would that's, personally... That's, that's, on a, that's on a case-by-case. That's, that's case what I'm case. saying. I'm saying I, I would personally feel like if I have to make my wife work... You know, yeah, and, and I'm not providing anything. I would no, no. I think that's the case. Almost. I think yeah, it's a good I, point. I agree, with, I agree with you. It's emasculating. I mean, I mean, it could I, be. It, it could, could be. be. The, the, the three the points I quickly want to make on this are that um, the wage gap. I, I, I said we'd stay away from this, but apparently we decided to delve into it just a little bit here. The wage gap um, can be told into a couple of things. Um, women are more prone to take social jobs than men are, um, yeah. and they're more. Uh, prone to look at the benefits and perks rather than the base pay, which men are more likely to That's the first thing I look at. That's true. If I look at what I'm going to get made, what what money am I going to make? Yeah, and they're (laughs) thinking about their insurance, they're thinking about their maturity, stuff like that. And then the last thing that I think that we should definitely dive into in a different episode way deeper is the fact that men are way more likely to get into the STEM fields than women are. I know that when my daughter grows up, I'm going to give her opportunity that she wants to, anything she wants to go into, I want to help her with, but I really want to push her towards the STEM field, science, technology, I want to say energy, and manufacturing, or something like that. Women or or sons. I mean, the bottom line is everyone should go that direction. Yeah. Keeping the world turning. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love the arts, and it's definitely something we should continue to do. But you can't make no Music, art, and stuff like that, but it's not... It's a very selective field. It's like a kid who's in junior high who wants to be in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, play your heart out. Get do as good as you can so you can be there. Have a, backup. But have a backup. Have a backup. Have a backup. Yeah, but pay okay. attention in math. Look yeah. at Ashton Kutcher. Okay, this is just a weird, quick and this reference. Be, this be about wrapping it up. He right? is. Yeah, he is an actor and he makes millions of dollars acting. Okay, dude has a like a fucking master's in biochemical. So I'm something. I'm looking up real quick while you guys move on. And I'll just patch well, it in. Well, okay. Quick. While you do that, that's fine. So we need to actually move on to the rant. Oh, so my my portion of the rant. I have to say, probably coming from a state like Utah, bad drivers is a big issue we all deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just want to make this very brief. Let me go ahead and make this in one sentence. Get better at driving, please. <laughs> I think that they have it easier. No, 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 than no, 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 no. Let it this marinate for a minute. Be better. Try better. Try Re- harder. Re- no, hold on. Just try harder. Please. For me. For everyone. Thanks. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think, I, honestly, I, I agree with Blake. I have driven in only a few states, but I thought Vegas was... Let's not get too much detail because I can go for hours. I'm just saying, <laughs> try harder, please. Moving on. Okay. Forgotten Media, starting with Nick. Okay, so the short, brief time between, like, I think it was, like, 1995 and, like, 1997 when PlayStation came out. I'm not sure if that's exactly That's way off. I think it was, like, 93. No, I know know 97 is when PlayStation came out because my sister had just had her son, Tristan, and he was a little kid, and she would, I would always nag her to play her PlayStation. 96, then. Really? 95. The Sega CD, this isn't even just the Sega. We're talking about PlayStation is what he said. When did it come out? Oh, the PlayStation. Oh, Never mind. Okay. Well, you're talking roughly about something 2000. That's more... That's roughly 2000. Okay. 
I can look it up. But okay, either way. Sega not necessary. Continue yeah. forward. By, by the way, just to jump back on that, Ashton Kutcher uh, majored in biochemical engineering, but then, because uh, he wanted to find a cure for his <laughs> brother's he realize condition. Fuck me, Kelso <laughs> smart. He yeah. wanted to find a cure for his brother's condition, but then he moved into modeling. Yeah, fuck me. Um, but yeah, let's look that up. Well, I want to. I'm curious myself. No, but my my point is, is that like the Sega CD was this thing that was like the, the, they almost looked like records. They were pretty big, and you'd put them into this big, almost PlayStation like or laptop like. Ninety four PlayStation. Ninety four. And um, it was mostly like live action games. It wasn't really. It was almost like movies slash video games. It was, it didn't really pan out. Didn't didn't work out. So it kind of. Well, from my understanding, the. Blew it up. was uh, form of listening to music while playing your video games that wasn't ever introduced before. We didn't see that until what? weird, like, hockey games. on. My my buddy had it when I was a little kid. Well, I'm just saying, we hadn't seen... What buddy? Tell me what buddy. I might know. Peyton? Oh. That guy was a dick to you years later. No, he's still cool with me. That was Hayden you're thinking about. Uh, Either way... uh, the, the, the Sega Shout CD out to Hayden and Peyton. was uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a Sega CD was kind of like I don't think the first system that we could listen to our own music while playing video games was Xbox. Yeah. I want to say even PlayStation Two didn't have that. Interesting. So you listen to both while playing. Is that what you're saying? That's what I think. That's all I'm viewing. You I know, never it's heard a about Sega this Genesis thing with a CD player next to it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. looking at it right like, now. I quite literally have never even heard about this device before you mentioned it. I knew about Sega Dreamcast. I knew about Sega. Like Saturn, you yeah. remember Saturn? Yeah. yeah. Sega Genesis was the the initial that took yeah. off with everything. So I mean, like this the is insane. Well, I think the Dreamcast was okay. I never had a Dreamcast. No, had. no, it wasn't. What was the other Sega one that came out after Dreamcast? Genesis, Dreamcast, Saturn. I don't I mean, know what they, think they, of. They oh no, they had the handheld. Oh, the Game Gear. Yeah. The Game Gear was the shit. That wasn't what I was talking about. I think oh, I was wow. thinking about Nintendo Cube personally. Oh, the Game Cube. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. fun. It was okay, yeah. They remade all the Resident Evils on that. Was yeah, they made a lot of great games. You know what? You know what? Shout out to all systems, please. Yeah. yeah. Sony, enough. Nintendo, or Microsoft, you're all doing good. Okay. Keep competing with each other. Come up with better shit. Innovate. Innovate. Yeah, please. Please give me a promotion. Okay, so in any case, moving on to the next. So after doing our little forgotten media segment, um, we were actually going to discuss a uh, something a little bit more economical, actually. Um, our last segment, or last schedule segment, uh, is going to be about gas and diesel and hybrid and which engine is the best. I think you're jumping the gun, bro. You in the environment. Timeout. No, 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 no. Timeout. Mini disc. Ooh, 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 you got me. Yeah, we did skip mine. Why did I let that happen? And mine, but I'll get to mine in a minute. You first. Yeah, mini disc. Oh man, if if, uh, if you're as old as I am, you might remember cassette tapes. We all remember Sony Walkmans, unless you're on the later side of the millennials. Um, but in between the Walkman and the MP3 player. Walkman? Wait, you're talking about a tape player? No, no, no. Discman. Oh, Discman. There you go. Sorry, continue. In between the Discman and MP3 players, we had what was called mini-disc. M-I-N-I, and then D-I-S-C. So the mini-disc was a uh, (laughs) a disc-based data storage format offering a capacity of 74 minutes to 80 minutes. It was a tape cassette with a CD in the middle of it. Is what it was. It was a plastic container. It was a plastic encased CD. Yeah, and the CD was small enough that you could barely put a nine millimeter through it. If any of you had GameCube, that was the size of the CD that you had inside this plastic case. Um, But it was for digitized audio. It was a little smaller. Roughly one gigabyte. Um, Sony, I think, was the main creator of the mini disc. I don't know. They they had the brand audio players that were on the market starting in '92. Up wow. until I, I can't believe they made it up until 2013. Apparently, what? Yeah. So, um, but it was announced <laughs> by Sony in '92. They're gonna be using released in, like, in November. Third world countries. That's when they were still. Keeping yeah, going. yeah. North Korea is probably still using mini discs. <laughs> <laughs> They're using floppy discs. Don't lie. <laughs> not, not the cool floppy disk that we had. The actual floppy disk. The that floppy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
All right, so that was cool. That was cool technology. The, literally, the player for that looked like an MP3 player with a little thing that would pop up like a cassette player. That's the reality of that one. That one was actually a pretty cool idea until they came out with cooler ideas such as MP3, yeah. which was brilliant, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you, Steve Jobs. Okay, Thank so, you. you. rest so, in peace. Now we're going to talk about Fuck one... Microsoft Zoom. <laughs> Zoom is pretty cool. <laughs> All right. sucked. All right, let's go back into it a little bit just for one moment. I'm talking about an old VHS great movie that came across. They don't make movies the same in 2018 as they did Once Upon a Time in 2005. Count of Monte Cristo. That was a great movie. By the way, you get the chance to watch it. That's all I had to say about that. Let's move on to the next. So, uh, vehicle fuel type. We're going to save this for another podcast. Yeah, we are. That, that's kind of a, a heated that one's, that one's That one can be discussed for hours. It literally coming to about the... I don't know if I say heated because I don't really think I'm going to live to the end of the planet, so that's not going to matter, but... I think that it is a very intellectual discussion that we. Well, should there's so on. much to cover. I mean, yeah. there's diesel, there's power, there's natural gas, and there's unleaded fuel—the one that we've been using for so long since leaded fuel has gone out of. Out of and there's know. always going back to using horses. You could do that. But then we're kind of regressing. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're already regressing so many other fields. The bottom line is this: that's a great topic to take up for another podcast. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, Nick. Uh, I don't know what the scores are right now. Can anyone look that up? I can look that up. The reality up. is this. I think the Patriots are going to win. They're the not Patriots doing so win. hot right now. The Eagles are ahead of them. No, the Patriots are The Patriots are going to win. No, no, no. Maybe. Maybe. Because the Eagles were ahead before. Excuse me, ma'am. When did the Mongols rule China? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we decided to pass over fuel vehicle fuel type for yeah, the next one. That's fine. Okay, Super Bowl. I think Patriots. Ooh, J-Lo's at the Super Bowl. I think Super Patriots. Bowl. I would want to say, I want to say Eagles, but it's, let's you be want honest. Let, let's, let's be honest. Who do you people. think will? Uh, the Patriots. Tom Brady's. Yep. Who do you want? Who do you think? Eagles, want, by the way, under God, dog, I, I'm dead. Want Eagles? I'm starting to think Eagles. Starting in the second half, eight minutes left in the game, 15 to three. Not in the game, in the second half. Oh, but First wait, half. wait, wait. We got to run. Oh. oh! He brought down with Dude, the Eagles are playing with fierce fire. You got something to prove. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and end this up on a note. This is Blake. This is Nick. This is Andrew with the Happy Valley Podcast.